of Cloud Coins Podcast. I uh, wish you a happy Sunday, a week before Mother's Day, which um, is a great, great day. I loved my mom and miss her. I'm sure my friend Chris Stiers, uh, ChristopherStiers.com, author, screenwriter, also misses and uh, loved his mother. How are you doing today, Chris? Doing good. Yeah, we are Plot Points Podcast. As I mentioned, you can reach us at 919 Scripts, which is 919-727-4787 or uh, plotpoints.com or anywhere where uh, podcasts are um, are read or heard or otherwise uh, consumed. Uh, Chris is a published author. His latest book, uh, Desire and Witchery, just dropped on on. Well, Everywhere, not just on Amazon. Um, right. Yeah. So even though this is a fairly new occurrence, when's the next one? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're treating you like a mushroom. They keep you yes. in dark and feed you uh, manure. Bits, bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is... Um, Always a man of the world. What have you been uh, watching lately? Anything interesting? Well, I saw the miniseries Klondike. Oh, okay. I didn't haven't heard about it. It's uh, with Richard Madden, who played uh, Rob Stark on Game of Thrones. Game oh, of yeah. Thrones. Okay. And it's about the Yukon Gold Strike. Of course. Is it what service is it? Um, I you remember it's Prime. Okay. Uh, hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, a bunch of stuff just dropped. Uh, yeah. so that might be indeed one of them. I, I haven't been able to, uh, go through it. Okay. Right. And I just started Black Sails. Mm-hmm. It's a pirate series. Okay. And I just watched the pilot for the offer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Something worth checking out. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Klondike is on Discovery. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that's right. It was one of their first. Right. Rick, Richard Madden, Tim Roth, uh, Abby Cornish. Looks interesting. Yeah, Sam Shepard. Oh, okay. He's not, well, he's not listed in the first group of okay. cast members, but uh, yeah. certainly a, a tremendous actor. So. Yes. Yeah, for me, I've been watching a lot, uh, still watching a lot of documentaries, but I, wa- I, I was in the mood for a political thriller. So I watched a movie called, um, oh God, now I'm going to forget the name of it. The official, it was called Official Secrets. And it was, it took place during the Bush administration during the second Gulf War about, um, a memo from the NSA, I believe, to British intelligence asking them to get dirt on the members of the UN Council, Security Council, so that oh. they could blackmail those members into approving the war in the Gulf, the second war in the Gulf. And it's pretty damning. I mean, it's, you know, we're well past Bush and, and that whole administration, but um, it was this young woman uh, decided to, to drop the state secrets. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty well done. It's very, it's not like super intense, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But it, there is a lot of really good moments in, oh. in this film. So, okay. And then I've been watching some West, I won't mention them, but just I was, it, it's part of something I'm working on. So, okay. uh, but yeah, it's been a, a pretty interesting week. I mean, if you, 
And then document, I still am watching documentaries, which uh-huh. I, I still think are some of the best things that Netflix has produced. Yeah. Anything you want to see uh, of that list that Chris and I gave you, uh, they are on various streaming service. I tend to stick to Prime or Netflix uh, for the most part, but I have uh-huh. a bunch of British um, uh, like like um, Official Secrets was on Netflix, surprisingly enough, and not on BritBox or Acorn. Anyway, we're Plot, Point, Plot Points Podcast. Uh, Chris and I are professional writers. Chris does a lot of novel writing. Um, he seems to be pretty successful at it. He said seven or eight or 10 or 12 or 50. Who keeps track? Um, and he's got he's got one coming up, but he doesn't know when. But uh, Desire and Witchery is out there, so check it yes. out. On I, I reference Amazon quite a bit, but he's on Barnes & Noble, Smashwords, yes. a whole bunch of them. Speaking of all that uh, nonsense, Chris, what are you working on these days? Um, I just finished a uh, new screenplay. Oh, cool. And basically, I'm getting prepared to start my uh, screenwriting class again on Tuesday night. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, okay. Getting ready for that. Yeah, me too. Uh, so that's it. It's going to be a great, uh, great semester, I think. So, yeah, yeah okay, I've been real busy. I don't even want to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> class is starting. So I've been prepping that. Um, I finished an article for Creative Screenwriting Magazine. I am working with Final Draft. I, this Wednesday, I have a uh, presentation at Full Sail University uh, for their Teacher Appreciation Week. And I'm going to be teaching teachers how to teach film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then I've got, um, the, uh, another article for CS magazine that I've got to get started on. He gave me two assignments right in a row. And, um, and yeah, so it's been, it's been a great, a lot of, you know, all of a sudden everything, everything dropped and I'm, I'm happy to do that. I, the thing is, is I wonder sometimes if, you know, the universe couldn't spread it out just a little bit. It seems yeah. like it just all, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm thrilled to be working on, uh, anything. Obviously I, I got to get back and get a script done. I keep on thinking I'm missing so many opportunities, but you know, when you get an assignment, as you know, you got to get it done, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, don't take it unless you're going to deliver on it. So. We are Plot Points Podcast. This podcast is bi-monthly, which gives us opportunities, but also takes away some. I would like to do it more, but it's just I, I don't have the bandwidth right now. Haven't. But I will say that it has been a joy. We're on episode, I don't even know, 100, 100 and something, 50. I don't, anyway, I, I don't remember 100. and. But um, I. it's weird because... The around this time, uh, I don't know how many years ago, 2017 or something like that. Uh-huh. We, uh, started this podcast, uh, and Chris wasn't involved in it. We were actually doing it live. And so we would go to, uh, one of the original members businesses, Mary Claire Anderson, uh, who's now, uh, not, she's married. So that's not her, her, her official name and Toby Wallwork. The three of us started this around this time uh, in whatever year it was. I, I'm, I'm thinking 2017, but I don't know. Anyway, who, you lose track. Anyway, it's 129 episodes. 
of, jo- of joy. I've in- enjoyed it quite a bit. So um, the reason I know uh, that it's around this time is because uh, there's a there's a marathon that's run, and I got trapped in a neighborhood trying to get out of a neighborhood while the marathon was on. They shut down all the streets, and so oh. I. I could not get through this one neighborhood to get to the other side because <laughs> so, I had to go through the neighborhoods, yeah. these neighborhoods. Anyway, so it, uh, it, I was late for my first podcast, which um, set quite a tone. I was, I was, uh, I mean, I didn't realize that it yes. was going to be that difficult. So the rest is history. As they say, it used to, we used to do an hour. Now it's about 20 minutes. And I think that's a much man, more manageable time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we came up with the idea since I was doing research on Westerns to do um, our top five Westerns from 2000 to 2022. Yes. Now I've included, I initially included some TV, but most of these now have been switched to movies. But yeah. what, what did you come up with, Chris? Okay. I have Broken Trail with oh, I, uh, Robert Duvall and Direct. Oh, wow. Okay. Louis L'Amour's uh, Crossfire Trail with okay. Tom Selleck and Mark Harmon. Love those guys. Yep. Uh, Open Rain with Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner. And, you know, that's on that just dropped on Netflix. Uh-huh. So I get to see it. I've never seen it. Oh, OK. And uh, I have two series mm-hmm. that I just. Western series that I just loved. One is the newer one is 1883. Okay. And one of the best series ever, whether Western or not. And plus the concluding movie, Deadwood. Yeah. I knew, I knew that was coming. I knew yeah. that was coming because that's on my list too. That's, yeah. that's, that's the TV series I put on my list. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, it really is. It really is. I wrote, um, you know, the one of the things that they did with Deadwood, which I appreciated, was they used uh, the characters as types, right? You have the sheriff, you have the, uh-huh. the evil this, the the hooker with the heart of gold, etc. Yeah. But they elevated everyone. David, oh. David Milch elevated every one of those characters. Absolutely. Yeah, terrific. Um, so I picked Deadwood also. I would say that was one of the. That came, that was interesting because at the time we were all just getting over the Sopranos. And uh, I was going to cancel my HBO subscription and then Deadwood came on and I watched it and I went, nope. So they had me for another couple of years, right? Yeah, three years. Uh, Yeah, I also, I added uh, these movies, True Grit uh, with, uh, you know, um, uh, Jeff Bridges Bridges and Haley Steinfeld, Hidalgo. Which is one of my with my favorite uh-huh. actor uh, Vigo Mortensen. Yes, um, I also enjoyed Shanghai Noon quite a bit. Oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a fun western. It, yeah, terrifically well done. Uh, just really easy to watch. I think I might assign it to the class uh, this uh-huh. semester. And then also Zorro, which I thought was extremely well done. And Zorro is not exactly a western, but it certainly takes place during that time, and it is uh, it is kind of western. But the ma- oh. it was called The Mask of Zorro, but okay. it was Zorro. Great, uh, great little film. Lots of yes. fun. I thought it was a great re envisioning of the uh, of the uh, sto- of the story. So, um, and and I think both of us kind of avoided uh, the modern day westerns, although Open Range, I guess, would be 
Well, no, it takes place in the 1880s. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was more modern day. No, okay. No. Um, yeah. yeah, you're talking about Ellen Water. Yes, yeah. yes. And Longmire, Justified, yeah. uh, Wind River. Uh, yes. it, it seems like Taylor Sheridan all by himself is trying to resurrect the Western <laughs> genre. He's got like four so far. And I think probably on the basis of the success of 1883 in Yellowstone, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be a couple yes. more in there. So. All right, we're a Plot Points podcast. My name's Mark Sevy. I am a professional screenwriter, and my co-host for most of these is Christopher Styers, uh, who is a professional novelist. And uh, Chris and I have had a script option years ago, but uh, nothing, unfortunately, came of it. He can be found at ChristopherStyers.com, which is his website, or on any Amazon, Barnes & Noble um, any, anywhere where books are sold, you can find him. He has an author page and he has, uh, this, uh, desire and witchery is his latest one. It's number eight. Yes. Quite, quite a range. Um, I know he's got some alternate history ones going in there and, and all that stuff. So, so Chris, I want to talk a little bit. Bef- I, I know usually typically we ask a, you know, a question at this point, but I want to uh-huh. talk about a, um, a process I, you know, I have been a science fiction reader since yes. I was a kid, um, starting with Tom Swift mm-hmm. and matriculating into, you know, through the years with uh, Harlan Ellison, Asimov, Silverberg. One of the guys who I enjoy reading, although I freely admit I don't understand some of what he tries to accomplish in his stories, is Ted Chang. Okay. Um, do you know who Ted Chang is? No, not familiar with. Him. Okay, he wrote a uh, a short story. Well, I I don't know if you. I guess it's it's a novella, okay. but um, it was called the story of your life, and mm-hmm. it was Ted Chang. It was made into a movie called Arrival, okay, with uh, Amy Adams. All right, about a group of aliens that come down and don't. We we don't know why they're here. It's a first. It's considered a first contact story. Okay. So anyway, Ted uh, won a a Nebula Award for this story. It's it's really and I just reread it um, the other day, and it's really amazing. But what I thought was incredible about it is it's all about linguistics, Uh and the concept basically is there's a theory that says if you if you learn a language. You start to think in that language's culture. Oh, okay. and so what happens with Arrival and the story of her life is the aliens are not linguistically similar to us. Mm-hmm. And when she starts to learn their language and think in the ways that they think, as far as language goes, she starts to develop their kind of worldview. Oh, okay. Which allows her to see into the future, which is a really compelling storyline. Well, but the linguistics in it are, are hard to parse. I mean, I, I don't know anything about linguistics, but these theories are all up there and they talk about, you know, all this really high minded. Wow. Anyway, I thought he was a linguist. He studied linguistics for five years in order Whoa. to write this story. Whoa. Yes, and it won the Nebula Award for Best Novella, the Theodore Sturgeon Award, and was nominated for the Hugo Award. This is one of his first stories. I mean, he's oh. just a very talented writer. So then this guy, this screenwriter, um, and I'm 
I know I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, but it's Eric Heisen, Heis, Heiserer, 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 Heiserer. It's Eric. Yeah, Eric <laughs> read the story in 1998, fell in love with it, wrote a spec script about it in order to get this guy's work out there. Uh-huh. Well, he didn't sell this until 2013. Uh, he got people wow. interested in it. It wasn't made till 2016. Yeah. So here's another. He read the story in the late 90s. Wasn't yeah. anyway. My the message I'm trying to make is this was an incredible, this story, this arrival was, was nominated for an Academy Award, uh, for best adapted screenplay, for best picture, for Amy Adams performance, for every, just about everything you can imagine. So the message I'm trying to get here is don't rush the process. If you have, um, something that's going to take a while, take the time, do the research, understand the story. The, the other thing about this, which I find so fascinating, is the ending of the story of your life has no ending. And I won't tell you what it is. I'll, I'll, I won't spoil it for you. Uh-huh. It has an ending, but it's it's a non-ending ending. Okay. Arrival, they had a completely different ending in Arrival, found out it didn't work, completely rewrote it, put a completely different ending on it, which is very powerful. Not only did this Eric... Heisen or whatever his name. Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Spend years, decades trying to get this made. But when it, when it came time to make it, he didn't, he didn't go with his original ending. In fact, the ending, it's the, the, this is the third ending and it was such Mm. an amazing ending. So anyway, patience, my friends, patience. It does, it sometimes takes a while for something to pay off. But what I love about these two men is they did it their way. I mean, I know that yeah. sounds like a bad cliche, but it was, you know, their process, their right. vision, their, and even if they changed the ending <sighs> to the original script, it was, it's still consistent with what was trying to be accomplished by Ted Chang. It's a different ending than the book, but it's the same as the same concept, which okay. is, I think, bizarre. We're just about out of time. We have a writer's quote from Chris. Yes. This is from Francis Ford Coppola. He said, I don't think there's any artist of any value who doesn't doubt what they're doing. Oh, excellent. Kind of dovetails into what I talked about with yes. Arrival. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Coppola is such an underrated writer. He, he's all, he's always been known as this amazing director, but his writing is fantastic. It's just oh. incredible. He wrote this screenplay for Patton. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And got the Academy Award for it. Yeah. Just a, a truly great, right? Well, and if you get it, if you get a director, if you're lucky enough to get a director who's also a writer, uh-huh. If they're if they're doing it right, they won't change too much of your script. They'll they in fact hopefully they'll enhance it because uh, yeah. they have an insight into uh, what you're what you're desperately trying to accomplish with any script. Great quote. Okay, um, so folks, uh, stay stay at it. Uh, be true 
Um, as I always say at the end of the podcast, be inspired and do good work. But um, that's that's the message here. Chris and I have been through this uh, many, many times. I know um, I know Chris's work on his books and the screenplays have gone through a lot of permutations. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's everybody. You know, when I oh I was anyway, I won't get into that. Okay. We're going to have to call it a day, a night, uh, a week. Uh, this is Mark Sevy with Christopher Styers, whose book Desire and Witchery has just dropped uh, on Amazon. You can also find him, well, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, et cetera, et cetera. You can also find him on uh, at ChristopherStyers.com. He's a terrific writer. I highly recommend his work for, to anybody for, for any reason. I, uh, would like you all to honor your mothers. Make sure that you tell them how much you love them before, you know, they're not around anymore. Uh, and I hope everybody has a great Mother's Day, uh, coming up in about a week for us, about a couple of days for you after this podcast drops. And as always, for all the men and women at Orange County Screenwriters Association, for myself, for Chris, be inspired, do good work. 